You are listening to episode number 10 of the You Are Nourished podcast. If you find yourself in a permanent state of the munchies, craving chocolate cake and biscuits before and after meals, morning, noon and night, then I will be sharing my top three tips to help you overcome the sugar monster and regain control of your eating. Ready to crack on? Grab a tub of hummus and some carrot sticks and stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic, but I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast cravings. So many people I work with struggle with them, believe them to be their fault, think it's just down to not having enough willpower. Oh my goodness. This is one of my favourite things to talk about because I know when you get control of your cravings, so much freedom opens up for you. So much space in your brain opens up because you're no longer obsessing about food all day long. You're no longer rummaging around constantly trying to satisfy those cravings and never actually feeling satisfied. And I've got so many tips and tricks and strategies to help you with your cravings. And I am going to be giving you a lot more detail and help and support around this in my Food Freedom Bootcamp starting on Monday the 7th of March, which is just next Monday. Um, More details about that coming at the end of the podcast, but in case you want to skip to the good bit, head to youarenourished.com forward slash bootcamp to secure your space. There are a lot of complex underlying causes for your cravings that are physical, biological, hormonal, emotional, and other big words (laughs) that are responsible for your cravings. And like I said, I'll be going into a lot of these in much more detail within the bootcamp. But today, I wanted to share some really practical food-based tips that you can take away and start implementing right now that will have a significant impact on your cravings. And if you just start doing these things, you will notice a difference in how you feel day to day, in your energy levels, in that kind of 3pm slump, in that um, you know 9pm desire to eat everything in sight. And we have a lot of ways to help you um, with the cravings. But Today, it's all about just some simple food-based strategies that you can start doing right now. And they are really simple. And these are the things that any client of mine walking through into my clinical practice when I was a a one-to-one nutritional therapist and anyone who really starts their journey to balancing blood sugar, having more energy, 
ending that 3 p.m. crash, all of those things that a lot of people struggle with regularly, these are the things that we start with. It's like cravings 101. These are the simple behavioral, nutritional things that you can do that will start to make an impact. And then it's really important that we go a layer deeper. So it's all very well doing these things, which I will share with you very shortly. But it's also really important that you understand what's behind your cravings, what those biological, hormonal, emotional, psychological factors are that are contributing to your cravings. And that is what I'm going to be teaching you in my boot camp. So let's get started with these simple tips so that you can start to balance your blood sugar and have more energy. Tip number one, it's going to feel like the most basic, most simple thing. And I really think you're going to go, really, Lauren, this is what we're going with. <laughs> but it's really important. And I know that a lot of you are not doing this. So let's strip it back to basics. Eat a proper breakfast. I know it sounds so simple and you've heard it a million times before, but are you doing it? Are you really eating a proper breakfast or are you skipping breakfast? Are you only eating within a timed window that starts at midday and finishes at 8pm, in which case you're not having breakfast? Are you having coffee and calling it breakfast? Coffee is not a meal. Coffee is something you have with your breakfast. 30 grams of bran flakes is not a meal. Fat-free yogurt and a few blueberries is not a meal. So I want to refer you back to episode number six, where I talked about how to put together a healthy plate of food, because that's going to really help you with constructing a proper breakfast. And when I say a proper breakfast, I mean a breakfast that consists of all three macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins and fats. And that is quite often what is missing from a lot of our standard British or standard American diet, wherever you're from, the Western diet. Um, it, we're often missing a lot of these nutrients. Quite often our breakfasts are very high in simple carbohydrates, toast and honey, a muffin, a bowl of cereal. All of these are setting us up to increase our blood sugar quite quickly first thing in the morning and leave us craving more by about 11am. So I want you to think about breakfast as an actual meal that you sit down to eat that is balanced with all of those macronutrients so that you don't have to think about food again for another three or so hours. Sure, if you get hungry, then absolutely listen to that and, and honour that. But really, your breakfast should absolutely be setting you up for the day. And I know these sound like cliches, but they're cliches for a reason. They're true. They really, really help you. So I want you to be thinking about breakfast as an actual meal. And sometimes this is the thing that I get people to start with and spend a few weeks creating a habit out of, spend a few weeks embedding as something that happens daily. Because sometimes quite often when you're starting something new, you're going all guns blazing with, you know, changing absolutely everything. But three weeks down the line, it ends up being totally unsustainable and you can't carry on and you fail and you go back to all of your old ways. But by starting with one simple thing, one simple habit that you can just change and don't do anything else at this point, you don't need to change anything else. Just start with your breakfast and get into a little groove around that and you will begin to see some significant changes in the rest of your day. So I want to share some of my favourite breakfasts with you. Um, my three favourite breakfasts, in fact, probably the ones that I eat 
most regularly. I don't think I deviate much from these three types of breakfasts. And certainly when I'm putting a meal plan together or a recipe ebook together, I always tend to include at least one form of these types of breakfasts in them because they're easy. You can prep them in advance or they're quick to do um, on the day and they fill you up and they are balanced with all three macronutrients. That is the key thing. So one of my favourite breakfasts, and if you follow me on Instagram, I'm always banging on. <laughs> I'm always sticking a picture of my breakfast on my Instagram or in my Instagram stories. And it is really a simple bowl of granola, usually homemade. And I've got a ton of granola recipes um, with some kind of full fat, usually a coconut yogurt and some berries. That is a fairly standard breakfast for me. We have got our complex carbohydrates um, in the oats from the granola, and we also have some protein in that granola because I also always put nuts and seeds in my granola. So we've got, and I've usually always got some form of fat in there as well from the nuts and seeds, um, but also maybe some coconut oil has gone in there too. So granola, my form of granola, um, is usually a pretty complete meal in itself. A lot of shop-bought granolas might not have a very high concentration of nuts and seeds, might be really high in some simple sugars. You don't know how much honey, how much maple syrup they're putting in that granola. When you make it yourself, at least you know how much is going in and you can still get enough for it to taste sweet and be palatable but that isn't going to send your blood sugar skyrocketing which is then going to lead to a massive crash and cravings for more carbohydrates later on in the day and then yogurt so depending um or or some kind of you know milk i have a plant-based milk but yogurt tends to be you know more filling I have a bit of a dairy intolerance, so I won't have a dairy-based yogurt, but if you don't have any issues with dairy, then go right ahead and have a cow's milk yogurt. Um, always go for full fat, and I'll be coming on to kind of full fat, low fat, fat-free in a moment, but always go for full fat, or go for a coconut yogurt, and by that I mean a coconut-based yogurt, not a coconut-flavoured yogurt there is a difference. Um, there's a lot more coconut-based yogurts, plant-based um, yogurts out there on the market available. I would say that one of the most popular questions that I get asked whenever I, whenever I run a challenge or when, I, when um, new people come into my membership is about yogurt. It is probably like one of the most confusing foods out there. People just get their knickers in a twist about it and don't seem to understand. But I just say, keep it super simple. The flavored yogurts tend to have added sugar, which you know you don't need to have because, I mean, by all means, yeah, if you love a flavored yogurt, go for it. But just know that they are adding extra sugar to that, which may well increase your cravings for more sugar later on. So we try and keep it simple with plain natural yogurt, full fat, Greek yogurt. That's the way um, that I tend to go. And then any kind of fruit, really, I tend to have, you know, usually have some berries. If I'm using frozen berries, I might thaw them in advance or any kind of fruit that you have available, apples, pears, bananas, pineapple, whatever. Don't worry about it. I know, again, this is a thing that people get worried about. Oh, some fruits are higher in sugar than others, but really you don't have to worry too much about that. All fruits contain some fructose. Some contain a little bit more than others, but they've all got fiber. They've all got vitamin C. They've all got antioxidants. So just have some fruit because that way you you know that you're getting um, a good portion of fiber there as well. So that's one of my faves. Another one is a smoothie. Again, one that you will see frequently um, on my social media. I do love me a smoothie. And again, these tend to get a lot of flack. Um, I often get asked by, um, you know, slimming club veterans. Well, I've always been told that smoothies are full of sugar and, the, you know, the, the fruit is just blended down and blah, blah, blah. 
And I counteract that with the fact that I don't only put fruit in my smoothies. I do put some fruit in my smoothies, but I might also add some spinach. And I will also definitely add some kind of protein powder. Again, something I get asked about a lot, but I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail with that here. A plant-based protein powder, and then maybe some almond butter or a handful of cashew nuts or pumpkin seeds or some hemp seeds or something like that. Again, always thinking about how can I make this more filling? What can I add? And that's the thing that diet culture um, has taken away from us because we're always going, what can I take away? What should I cut out? Diet culture is about cutting foods out and minimizing what you eat. And I'm all about adding foods in (laughs) and maximizing what you eat to enable you to feel full and satisfied. And that is the key thing is that Diet culture removes satisfaction from what you eat. And again, this is a key component of intuitive eating is that satisfaction factor. It's got to taste good. It's got to make you feel good. It's got to bring you some joy. And if you don't have that, then you're always going to be scrounging around for something else that is going to satisfy you. And it's usually going to be chocolate, let's face it. So I love to put chocolate in my smoothies. I put cacao powder, I have a chocolate flavoured protein powder, and then I get a really lovely hit of chocolate first thing in the morning because, hey, that's just so good. And I'll add all sorts of other things as well. I've got a million smoothie recipes. Just go onto my Instagram and you will find loads. Green smoothies, all sorts of things. So love me a smoothie. And I find that if I have a nice thick filling smoothie in the morning, it really does keep me going until lunchtime. So that is my second favourite breakfast. And my third one is something with eggs and avocado. It might be I am gluten-free, so I will have some sort of gluten-free toast, but if you're not, then you don't have to. Have a seeded toast, have some sourdough, mash some avocado on top, pop a couple of poached eggs on or scramble some eggs or something like that. But eggs and avo, absolutely standard breakfast for me. And again, super filling, really satisfying. Add a bit of chili flakes, put some black pepper on there, you know, whatever you want, make it super yummy. So those are some of my fave breakfasts to make sure that I am full so that I can get on with my day. Like we're all busy, right? We've all got stuff to do. We've got kids to pick up. We've got laundry to do. We've got our jobs to do. We've got running around to do. We've got dogs to walk. We don't want to be consumed by thoughts of food while we've got all our other stuff going on. So that's why I want to make sure that you have a proper breakfast so you can just get on with all the other things that you have to do. So tip number two around how to get control of your cravings. And again, this comes back to that balance, that ensuring that you are eating all of those macronutrients to make sure that you're not getting that big spike in your blood sugar and that dip later on, which is going to lead to more cravings. And this is about combining those macronutrients together, in particular, ensuring that you are having a fiber rich food or a complex carbohydrate with a protein. So I'm talking about a fruit or a vegetable or a whole grain, whole meal, carbohydrate type of food that is going to release its glucose slowly into your bloodstream in combination with a protein food, which again is digested much more slowly than a simple carbohydrate. So if you think of, let's do a little bit of science here. If you think of like the molecular structure of, you know, sugar, of a, uh, you know, a white carbohydrate, of, you know, a biscuit, a cake, that is digested 
reasonably quickly by the body. It doesn't need to do all of that all that much to release the glucose and turn it into energy for the body. Whereas if you've got something that has a stronger structure with more fiber and more nutrients like a whole grain product like something like oats for example, that is going to release its glucose much more slowly into the bloodstream and provide a steady stream of energy, not that sharp shoot of energy and that sharp dip. So, you know, what we're often doing, particularly when we're dieting, is that we're eating a lot of food replacements, food that trick our body into thinking we've eaten when all we've done is put some food into our mouths, but not actually nourished ourselves. So some sort of low calorie bar or a low calorie, you know, meal replacement shake or, you know, a packet of low calorie crisps or a fat free yogurt with a triangle that you tip over, you know the ones I mean, all the things that you've been told you can eat unlimited amounts of because they're free foods or whatever. But actually all we're doing with that is tricking our body into thinking that we've eaten, but we are not satisfying our hunger. We are not actually eating something that is properly filling us up and seeing us through to the next meal. All we're doing is kind of going, well, I'm kind of hungry, but I'm not, I don't want to eat too many calories. I'm just going to eat this low calorie thing and that will do as food, but it's not, it's not actually food. So what we want to be thinking about is combining that fiber rich food with a protein to make sure that we are full and satisfied. And again, we can, you know, move on with our day and it see us through to our next meal. So for example, um, and again, I've got a free snacks ebook, just head to my website to download that. And I've got a gazillion recipes on my social media as well that you can get tons of inspiration from too. But for example, super simple, right? This does not need to be complicated. Piece of fruit or, or piece of veg with some nuts and seeds really easy. Blueberries and some walnuts, a banana and a handful of almonds. You can carry those things around with you. It does not need to be complicated. You don't need to spend hours in the kitchen. These are things you can take in your handbag while you're out and about, but just be prepared. Just think in advance. How long am I going to be out for today? Do I need to pack something and take it with me? Because otherwise you are going to get caught short. You're going to end up in the service station and you're going to be eating a bar of chocolate when really you could have avoided that. Now, that's not to say I'm trying to get you to avoid eating chocolate because there's nothing wrong with that, right? We are in an intuitive eating space, which means that all foods have equal moral value and you are totally allowed and you have full permission to eat chocolate, but it's when it's out of control. It's when you're also going, oh God, I've succumbed to the chocolate, that it's not a healthy place to be. When you are sitting down and you're eating chocolate and you're not overly hungry, you're not, your blood sugar isn't on the floor, you're not eating it to cope with your emotions, you're not eating it and also saying, oh my God, I shouldn't be having this, I feel so guilty, but it's just a part of your you know, day-to-day -day life. You can take it or leave it. Some days you have it, some days you don't. That's where I'm coming at with this. So if we're doing all the work to ensure that we are full and satisfied and nourished, then all the chocolate and all the cakes and muffins and all the lovely things like that have a place, but they're just, you know, as part of a healthy, balanced approach to food, not an unhealthy, guilt-ridden, imbalanced approach to food, if that makes sense. So yeah, super simple. Um, another one that I love, and I mentioned hummus at the beginning of this, but I've always got a tub of hummus on hand with some oat cakes, with some carrot sticks, with some celery, whatever it might be. Another one of my favorite things to always have on hand is peanut butter, almond butter, amazing to have with some apple slices or again on oat cakes or any kind of, you know, fruit or veggie sticks, sliced banana with a bit of almond butter on top, delicious, 
filling and satisfying. Um, or, you know, you might want to get yourself a wholemeal pitta, fill it with some ham and cheese. Again, these are simple, quick things that you can do while you're doing something else, grab and go and make sure that you are having something to nourish yourself in between those meals. If you want to get a little bit fancier, you might want to whip up some energy balls. Again, tons of, tons of recipes available to you. And I will be putting um, a recipe for some energy balls as part of the Food Freedom Bootcamp as well, because they always go down an absolute treat. So what are we doing? What are we combining? We are combining a fiber-rich food or a complex carbohydrate with a protein. So when I say protein, the protein portion of what I've just talked about are the nuts and seeds, the hummus. Again, also, as I've mentioned, eggs are an amazing one, a great source of protein. Avocados are a great source of protein and fat. Ham, cheese, meats, anything like that, also great sources of protein alongside your fiber-rich food, like your oat cakes, your rye crackers, your wholemeal bread, um, anything with oats, your fruit, your vegetables, um, that's going to be your fiber rich food. So does that make sense? Are you going to go and think about how you put a meal or a snack together to ensure that you are balancing your blood sugar and getting something nourishing and satisfying? And my third tip, and again, this is one of the things that I get everyone to do almost immediately, and it is probably the thing that people get most scared about and most freaked out about, because this is the thing that they've been told decades that they need to be doing is to let go of the low fat and the fat free foods and to start eating full fat foods. And I know that it's really confusing because you're thinking, oh my God, but if I eat full fat foods, I'm just going to get fat. But the thing is, is that that's not the case. It's the dieting and the losing lots of weight and the putting it all back on again. That's the thing that is contributing to increased weight gain, not the full fat foods that are actually satisfying you and allowing your body to function at its very best and giving it the nutrients that it needs to actually work and all the things that your body you know, needs to do requires the nutrients that come from full fat foods. So if it's terrifying for you to begin with, then just start slowly or, you know, work your way up towards it. But this is where we should be going. And I know from, you know, years and years of working with women who've switched their diets from low fat foods and fat free foods to eating full fat is that they just feel more energized, sleeping better, moods are balanced, hormones are more balanced, and not craving foods the whole time, not feeling dissatisfied with their meals, but actually feeling satisfied and being able to go from one meal to the next without raiding cupboards in between. And the other key thing to mention here is about weight stability. This is ultimately what food freedom and having control of your cravings and getting off the roller coaster of dieting is going to help you to achieve. It is that stability. It's no longer that yo-yo of losing three stone and putting four stone back on and losing two stone and putting three stone back on because your body does not want to do that. Your body does not want to be shrunk the entire time, forcibly shrunk the whole time because it will try and get itself back to a weight where it feels safe. Um, and I'm going to be talking about this in a lot more detail in next week's episode. I'm going to be talking about the BMI and the set weight weight point and why, you know, diets do not help with weight loss long term. So we're going to be covering all that in next week's episode. But just to bring this back to point number three of letting go of low fat and fat free foods, it's because they're not filling. They are like a fake food. They're not satisfying you. And by eating the full fat foods, you know, introducing avocados and nuts and seeds and 
full fat dairy into your diet is going to help you just to feel more clarity and feel more energy and just not feel so hollow the whole time you know that feeling where you're just not eating enough and you just constantly got this hollow feeling in your stomach you know you're eating but you're always hungry that's a horrible feeling and that is around satisfaction and that is also around nourishment and this is what the full fat foods are going to do for you they're going to nourish you by giving you the nutrients that you need to actually function all right so let's wrap this up three practical nutrition-based tips to help you get control of your cravings that you can start doing today. Number one, eat a proper breakfast. Number two, combine a fiber-rich food or a complex carbohydrate with a protein when you're putting your meals and snacks together. And number three, let go of low-fat and fat-free foods. I hope those tips help you. Do reach out to me and let me know how they make you feel. And we are kicking off boot camp in just a few days time. Starting on Monday, Food Freedom Boot Camp will be starting and I will be going into much more detail about cravings. And so you can understand them from a psychological perspective and how they're all wrapped up in dieting and willpower and the all or nothing mindset around food so that you can feel much, much happier and much more liberated from these thoughts that you have the whole time and ultimately achieve food freedom, which is what the boot camp is about. So head to youarenourished.com forward slash boot camp to save your spot. It's just seven pounds and I promise you it will be the best seven pounds you've ever spent. And it's definitely worth a significant amount more than that. But I like to keep the price nice and low so that I can bring lots and lots and lots and lots of people together and create an incredible community of people all going on this journey together. It's going to be an absolute blast and I cannot wait. So like I said, youarenourished.com forward slash bootcamp. The link is also in the show notes and I will see you there. We start on Monday. Have an amazing week and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you again for spending your time with me today. If this episode was valuable to you, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with someone that would find it helpful. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarenourished.com. See you next week on the You Are Nourished podcast. Bye for now.